Welcome to another episode of Voices of Uniqueness. These conversations with Rose Osman from Human Design Malaysia are also going to be delivered in two parts. This was a very um, enjoyable and long conversation where we talk about many different topics. And I hope you uh, enjoy discovering all the different places we visit together, including her unique perspective and her journey with the human design system, and also her wonderful sense of humor. Thank you so much for listening. Rose, this has been so interesting. Like we already started the conversation. And can you just repeat? Because I really want this to be listened for, from other people about how Uranus the, opposition. The Uranus opposition cycle. Yeah. yeah. Kind of started this new layer of awareness around this in you. Yeah. We were talking about the awareness around death, right? And yes. I have gate 20. I already have gate 28 and get gate 38, the channel of struggle in me. So once in a while, there is awareness to peek into the yeah. death and, you know, make me realize, do I have purpose uh, before I die? But in my midlife crisis, in my Uranus opposition cycle, which started in May, I have gate 28 and 27 sitting in the notes. So in, in both design and personality notes in the third line and fifth line. And I sense these changes in awareness. It's, it's more deeper that almost every single day, it makes me think about death. Not think about I supposed to die, and, but rather it gives me a question. Will I survive these mutations? Yeah. With, with the Pluto in the 60 as well. And every day I, because it's in my notes, every day I hear a story about people that die, uh, people committing suicide. It's like, I try to avoid this news, but it, it, it showed to me. And to a point where this awareness, uh, even like I wake up in a three o'clock in the morning, the question, the one question that popped up in my mind is like, Will I get to live until tomorrow? Yeah. Wow. Right. So this is I'm a splendid being, and yeah. splendid being is always in the now, knowing that life is fragile. Anytime yeah. I can just let Ra say anytime we can just poof. So this awareness sometimes is intense. It, it comes with fear. Yeah. It comes with fear as well. Knowing, are you ready? If you die tomorrow, are you ready? Is everything in order? Is oh. your will in order? Is your is your fair in order? So yes. if you if you leave this world, what are you leaving behind? Uh, what is your legacy? So all these questions sometimes wow. it's just yeah. Sometimes it's just like you know you you wake up and it it really can mess up your sleep as well if you keep thinking about it. So yeah, it, it totally different layer of awareness in my midlife uh, Uranus position cycle. Yeah. And you, you start kind of being more aware of how it is actually ever present in your environment, right? It's always there. That is always there around us. It's always there. And mm -hmm. we know gate 28 and gate 27, this is cross of unexpected. Mm -hmm. And 
every single thing, it, it feels unexpected to me. Like yesterday I was fine, today suddenly I had uh, ear problem. Or yesterday I was fine, today suddenly I have shoulder problem. I was like, oh no, again, not again. So it always put me into, into a frequency of the unexpected. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes it's just like, oh, this is, on one hand, it feels like it making me or pulling me into being a true splendid being. In splendid being, you're always ever alert in the moment, right? Yes, yes. Anything unexpected for you. But on the other hand, it can be scary because you think life is settled, but it's not. It's not. And I remember you shared something once on your Facebook thread about this mysterious phenomenon that some people is just like dying in the street. Mm. Like they're just walking and... <laughs> Bye. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know? And and I remember it called my attention because I was attuned to that theme. Is this mutation right? It's bringing up this this subject that we having maybe culturally or, or in in the conditioning denying. I live in a culture in Mexico that is a is a different thing. It's, there's another consideration mm-hmm. here around that. Yeah. But still, there is this this other theme of not, not not thinking about that very often and kind of yeah trying to push it away every time it comes as yeah. that kind of awareness like you said like directly um applied to yourself like what if mm. i'm not here tomorrow mm. <laughs> you know this is uh, something uh, this applies to asian as well i mean nation culture you talk about death so for, for some people it can be uh, not a good topic to talk about. You know, yeah, when you exactly. talk about, when you mention death, people will be like, shoo, don't say that. You know, don't say that. Don't say yes. something stupid like that. No. Yeah. And, but to think about death is, Gate 28 is the individual, mm-hmm. individual awareness. So this is for individual uh, purpose that you, keep thinking about what gives you the purpose in living this life before you die. And we cannot help it. Get 28 and 27 just left the notes recently. And we've been having that for three months or maybe more than three three months. months. Yes. And I've noticed that more and more and more clear the environment is this environment of taking risks this environment of this caring and people people say people get care or not getting care and yeah the unexpected death is there as well so people talk to me about it like people come to me and say rose i'm not sure how long i'm gonna live i feel like i'm more attuned to life right now i i just take it like every day is my last day this kind of the conversation is bizarre because it never happened before but now people talk to me about it so mm-hmm. yeah well I guess we are not we cannot be let's say we cannot save your life at its fullness without really being aware that it can end mm. right yeah. so that I think yeah. that's that's what the, that gate brings really present for everyone that's and so you start caring you start questioning what am I doing with my life am I doing something that I'm really enjoying and is this really my purpose or I'm just doing whatever and I'm in this kind of numbness just like you know you know like just following inertial patterns in my life and I noticed that the 
people also start to take risks. Like if the risk is correct for them to take, it brings the aliveness in them. Yes. You know? Yes. The sense yes. of aliveness. Yes, like I'm alive right now. I'm not dying. Yeah. So this is going to be the purpose. It gives that, that sense of the kick of, uh, you know, excitement. Yeah, uh, adrenaline also, right? So <laughs> we, start, we start talking about that. <laughs> At the beginning of the topic, I think this is a very good conversation. Says, and we don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Because we have lost a lot of the, um, the sacredness, the connection with sacredness in life. I had this question. It's so weird, Rose. Somebody asked me, I think two days ago, about the bardo. It's so interesting that we even have that kind of, you know, some kind of instructions for what happened after. <laughs> yeah, the, the mechanical way of uh, dying and death. Yeah. I, I find, I've, th this is where I find human design comes with all, all levels of beauty. It yes. really explains how things work with the Maya and we being this uh, form that filter the consciousness and giving this knowledge, I think it's it's just like saying the whole uh, the whole mechanical map of how things going. And yet at the same time, even though we know, we have no control over everything. No, yeah. No control, we can just observe how life unfolds. And how different the perspective from there when we, for example, when we got sick or we are experiencing physical pain, because the tendency is just to freak out and run out to somebody else to tell us what is going on with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we never really give the space and the time to go, okay, how about I, I go here first and see if there's some kind of understanding or, you know, some message, some something for myself from my own way to filter things and mm -hmm. not just immediately go out there and ask the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I recognize that uh, as my not self, um, always searching for solutions because I have... I have get 18 in fourth line, it's called incompetence. So the keynotes of the incompetence, uh, it does say something like, uh, I remember Ross said, there's one thing in your life that you cannot fix. And if you keep focus on that, it, it um, can create anxiety. So I, I, I do notice, especially around my health, if something happened, I get anxious. And the first thing my mind will go for is, where to look for solutions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where to look for solutions. So I start searching, you know, hospitals, clinics, and so on and so forth. I remember, yeah, it's it, it been a, quite a ride uh, in the North cell mm -hmm. until one point I realized uh, Joe was telling me, she said, you spend a lot of money just to figure out what happened to you. And in the end, all the doctors you said, telling you nothing's wrong. Uh -huh. So that's kind of like wake me up. All right, this is so completely not self. So when I look at my chart, I was like, yeah, that I don't have 48, 16, that, that pressure, keep looking to solution. Who can give me the solutions? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be so scary. But I think it's related with the, the, this theme about being so disconnected from the reality of death, mm -hmm. the reality yep. that, yes, we're going to be 
we're going to be gone at the moment. This vehicle is, is not made to last forever. Last forever. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, and, and the whole system is so conditioned. We don't even think about it. I mean, there's something wrong. You go to the doctor, you call somebody, you make an appointment, you search the internet. It's just, and so we kind of outsource that and it's mm. directly to our bodies related with our very life. The mutative time that we are going through right now really pull us back into our individuality. Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's, it's like no choice that we've been pulled. And for people who are not used to be with themselves, it's going to have problem understanding their own desire, understanding their own chemistry in that sense. Like I know I used to have anxiety from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I used to freak out about it. Like I feel like it's gonna be a, a death for me. Mm -hmm. And, but nowadays, whenever I experience intense anxiety, I, 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 I still don't like it. I don't have to like the process, yes. but I'm not going into this whole spiral into this, uh, into this darkness where I completely lost myself. I yes. hope not. And I remember uh, I talked to Jo last night. I said to her, because she asked me, she said, do you need me to be around you tonight in case you feel anxiety? I, I told mm -hmm. her, I said, uh, never mind. I think I just like, I would like to be alone. Mm -hmm. If I said to her, if in case, if this anxiety get too intense that I, I completely feel so panicked, then I'll go and ask for your help. But otherwise, let me navigate this alone. So Completely throughout the night, I wake up in the night, I I stare into this, she lay into the walls and like, okay, I start to feel anxious. So let's just breathe and let's just be with myself. And this process, not everyone can handle this kind of process. Oh, no. Because, no. yeah, especially when they do not know themselves, they're not connected to their own beings. Yes. Yes. If you haven't tapped into that, how can I say that? still place inside mm, still place <laughs> you know, inside. Yes. the core of your being uh, even uh, every now and then if you if you know that then you can do you can navigate those processes mm. and even then you sometimes like you say you, you need help you need somebody at least somebody to be there so you can just like okay yes. there's an anchor yes. here right and but yes. it's still the process it's individual individual yeah it's individual awareness is an individual thing <laughs> just, that's true right it's like don't push the help away yes right like that tell them i really need your help but mm -hmm. just let me go through this alone first to get really to get to know this and i learned this a lot during my Saturn return cycle where I almost go into depressions. I had diagnosed with excessive anxiety with all kinds of wow. illnesses. And mm -hmm. yeah, until one point I learned to be, I learned to be with stillness, learned to feel this space within two breaths. And it really helped. So oh, yeah, it, it, it really helped to ground us. I mean, I, I'm speaking about grounding in the stillness because I have get 52 in the earth. So it suits me. And 
I feel that we cannot avoid what this form is going through, like our body yes. is going through. Our body is okay. just, not just us, everything is going through mutations right now. And we don't know what's mutate. Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> the thing. It's, it, yeah. And it's so, it's scary. Like really, it's scary. Like, yeah. so I remember navigating, I used to have really, really bad migraines. And mm. I remember the time when I was, I was just, it was kind of almost like an inner decision. Something inside me says enough of medication, enough mm. of being so scared of like, you know, just start feeling that it comes. And I was just freeze in my response was like freezing, like, oh no, here it comes again. Like it's something outside of me that is taking over and there's nothing I can do about it. And, and then I, then later on, I, I was like, well, there is something you can do about it. And it's navigating it. Mm. It's taking it in. It's just like, let's take the ride. And I remember riding that, riding the waves of pain inside mm. my migraine. It was not an easy thing. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not recommending anybody to do it or anything. <laughs> but I can say after that, I felt way more kind of confident in my mm. capacity to take that. And so the, the pain start receding. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, I do have migraines every now and then now, but it's, it's not so often. So I think the fear some kind of activates, it's kind of almost like the fear goes, oh, you're fearing yeah. me, here it goes. It's like, this is the muscle you need to work yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, we, we know, Fear is an intelligent, especially for explaining. It's yes, an intelligent. So right? It tells you something's there, not right, that you got to pay attention. Yes. If there is no fear, mm -hmm. our awareness will not, you know, our awareness will become blind. We don't have this focus point on what we need to uh, put our attention to. Mm. And, but I noticed this fear. Uh, what you just explained is, it's a very good example of dealing with pain or even this, uh, you know, fear of death, for example. Uh, you have to put them as your friends, like treat them like a friend, like a friend that talking to you about their problems. Yes. And you got to listen. You mm -hmm. got to listen to this pain. I learned this from Eckhart Tolle, mm -hmm. actually where he, he explained about he had this depression and he said he had a voice that tell him to be with this, this pain, this intensity and surrender to this intensity and pain yes. until it just dispersed, it's just gone. So I use that technique whenever I had anxiety. I use that technique whenever I feel fear. I breathe, I be with it and feel it like, Am I dying? No, am I dying? No, I'm not dying. I'm still here. Am I dying? I'm not dying. I'm still here. I'm still breathing. Yeah. I just feel like bring back the awareness in the now. Yes. But oh, the fear, so right? But the fear that keeps on creeps in. But think about it. What is this fear really? This is, for me, I feel like this is the mind fear of death. Yes. The body knows. The body knows when the clock stops ticking. Oh yeah. 
Right. The body just know, like the body said, okay, enough. I had enough cycles. I have enough, enough journey. I'm going to go. The body knows. And that's when the body will say no during this, I think during this ice moon, the body will say no to life or say yes to life. Right. Mm -hmm. But the, the mind, uh, the mind that afraid of death, the mind that afraid of mutations is just going to be like the mind that always bothering us about uh, you know, will, will we survive this mutation? What happened to us? So that creates some kind of secondary fear that yeah. keep on layering into our, uh, layering in our psyche, I would say, or in our psychology. And that's when it can trigger us into all sort of uh, all wrong chemistry or chemistry being not right in our body. There is where we, we discover how many times our mind is actually dictating our actions. Because if you follow that, you're going to just run into the hospital or, you know, mm. into an emergency room or call somebody or even, I don't know, just take something just to to cut it off because it's, there's this sense of urgency that the mind always brings that is kind of you have to do something you have to do something you have to transform this you have to change this because I don't like it I don't like not yeah. to have control yes. I don't like yes. it I don't like it so do something, <laughs> exactly. do something. Exactly. So, yeah and, and they, there <clears throat> we go uh, so it's, it's a really interesting exercise I remember also having anxiety <laughs> attacks especially at night in the whole movie of me getting into the emergency room and having you know the whole the whole treatment the whole things all the things you do to you you know like oh this. my god it's almost like <laughs> it's like awful like you get there and you have five people looking at you and putting things yeah. on your body and <laughs> oh my god i i can totally re relate i mean you have get 48 and you go into this depth of solutions and yeah. trying to externalize trying to express that solution into into actions i totally get it it's uh, yeah the mind want to be in control and this is what i feel during this transition that we have until you know towards 2027 yes where we, we are moving into the solar plexus uh, awareness, solar plexus consciousness, spirit consciousness. We're moving towards that revolutions. And this mental intelligence evolutions that we have for the past uh, 85,000 years or 90,000 years, uh, it's at the end of the journey, right? It, it's in the end of the journey. Now it's time for the spirit. Yeah. So the... I think this is the death for the mind in that sense. Yes. Not saying that we will not use our mind forever, but the mm -hmm. death of this conditioning, yes. uh, you know, millennials of conditioning is there. Yes. So that's going to be the death for the mind to be in control. I think that freak our minds out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what we see also in the collective. So many people having like, yeah, psychological or even psychiatric stuff mm. and problems and things and and is is because of that i guess it's true what you said what you just said is the end of the reign of the mind yeah and it's yeah. it's that in the mind is not living you know gracefully <laughs> it's not gonna go okay it's over thank you guys bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's gonna give its show until the last minutes right yeah i mean Every single time when I come across 
news or story about people committing suicide, I kind of like understand one of the factor what's happened to the mind. I have I have defined hate and defined agenda. I know how crazy the mind can 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 drive you with this dialogue with this with this you know insane uh, questions and pressure in your mind, and that that is all conditioning mind. And not to to mention that we people like you with open hate with open agenda, all the thoughts that you're picking up, all the conditioning that you're picking mm-hmm. up, it can really get amplified, and we people don't know how to we cannot stop thinking and you know even though we try we can't stop thinking the only thing we can do is shift the awareness into our body breathing or shift our awareness into looking at something pay attention to just just one that particular thing but we can't stop these thoughts train of thought it's always going to be there yeah. i always tell people put yourself in the situations where you're standing on a uh, platform watching the trains come by you know when the trains come by this is your train of thoughts don't jump into that train the moment you jump into that train you go along with that train wherever this 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 train go Mm -hmm. but you sit on sit or standing on the platform watching that train goes by and it's not easy for people to detach or, or become the observer of their thoughts Oh yeah, no. And no. unless yeah, unless they learn how to meditate or to observe their thought, otherwise they're always going to get dragged by their thoughts. And this mind right now is going to also intense pressure. And yes. what happened to the world right now with this hidden crisis that we have in Gate 36 with Pluto in the 60 and Pluto is the truth teller. We know that Pluto is like. I'm going to show you what are the limitations you have as a human being. Mm-hmm. Every time I see my friends or other people, my clients, I ask them this question. Do you notice that you're feeling tired a lot lately? Oh, yes. For the past, for the past one year, two years, you feel tired a lot lately. It's like today you become productive. Tomorrow you have no energy. The next mm-hmm. day you probably have no energy. Mm-hmm. I said, this is Pluto simply telling us this is the real you being a human. This is your limitation of energy. Because mm-hmm. all this while we've been riding our energy like, like nobody business. Yeah. And now we are at this, this mutative uh, Pluto transition in this 60. It, it's just like nothing happened. And people freak out when nothing happened. Because we are not so used to nothing happen. We don't know we, how to just be. We, we just know, know how to, how to do. Yeah. Yes, we just know how to do. We just don't know how to be. Yes. We don't know how to. We don't know how to use this limited energy that we have. Yes. And so people can get depressed. And when people try to push that mutation through, try to to fix that no nothing zoned. And that's when I feel that depression is going to creep up. And this is where you, we can get this all uh, situation where we get anxiety, we get uh, depression, we get this even suicide thought. But this is just my perspective on human design, how we see things. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. And, and I think just to, like you just described, just to know that 
this this part is me this is me this is how i filter this but this is also the collective thing that is going on just that mm -hmm. awareness really help a lot because it it's kind of you can you can breathe into this thought that we are all in this together. It's not just me. It's not just <laughs> me being crazy and feeling, oh, I'm exhausted. I must have some kind of strange disease that means that I'm constantly, chronically, you know, low energy. Well, mm. and you start, like you say, you start asking and everyone is kind of similar. Of course, similar. in different intensities and forms, but it's the same thing. It's like, I'm not so productive. I cannot do things the way I used to do it. Even if I try to push myself, it doesn't work. So it's, it's like this force beyond us that is kind of telling us this is not it. You have to learn also. Just like we have to learn to honor debt, we also have to learn to honor resting and mm -hmm. doing nothing and just breathing yes. <laughs> basically just like existing yes <laughs> yeah as part of our activities yes and <laughs> validating think that think about it as humanity we as a species we are we are on this earth very long time i think i think peter schubert the one said this that we are actually very tired tired already oh yeah it's very tired already for us for us as a species and it can be felt in every individual, thanks to Pluto in gate 16. That's why we can feel in every individual. It's just that people don't understand this tiredness. They, they're not used to these changes of mm -hmm. uh, transitions and, and the, the, the mutation that we're going through. It just, that's what makes them will feel, you know, for people who can't, can't accept the limitation, like get 60 is about accepting the limitation. For those yeah. who can't accept the limitation, this is going to be a challenging time for them. And that's where I think human design can really help us as a tool. Like it doesn't matter if you are not studying it or you're not an expert, but you can, mm. you have something that is kind of a reference that helps you kind of understand some stuff. Even sometimes I see it as something that helped my mind to relax to the point that I can really feel what is deeper, what is right, really going on in my body, because mm. my mind already has some kind of explanation, you know, or some kind of information. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of distracted into that. Well, so I can feel, <laughs> so I can really go deeper. That's how I see it sometimes. And so I would love if you feel like it, can, would you share with us how mm. was your journey into human design? What happened? What like where you were in your life when this knowledge came to you? How it how it was? How was your encounter with this that is being no. now so like <laughs> is key in your life? Right? It's kind of yes. uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 perfectly wearing that 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 you know, proudly wearing that uh, knowledge and say that, yeah, I know about human design. I yeah. tested it. I'm still testing it, experimenting it. Yes. The knowledge came to me in 2013 when I was working in Brunei. So I'm I'm living in Clanberry, Malaysia, and Brunei is another country. So I moved to Brunei for about 20, 20 months to work. Uh, it's, it's very odd environment to receive this knowledge because Brunei is uh, quite an 
it's an Islamic country oh. and it's not really open to this kind of modalities. Wow. But for some reason, this knowledge found me there. And uh, a friend of mine who is a spiritual coach, she said to me, she said, Rose, check this out, human design. She said, this is the most accurate system that she ever come across with. So I check and I was like, what is planning? What is this? And then I start to read a lyric about raw. And I was like, nah, I don't like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> He's full of anger. That's what I'm projecting on him. <laughs> He's full of anger. And, and then, but for some reason, I tried to deny this knowledge. And it keep coming back to me. Uh -huh. It keep coming back to me. So I said, okay, that's it. I'm done with this anger. <laughs> I had a reading. I had an overview reading with Lynette. And uh, Lynette just mentioned about uh, my design being this cross of service. And he, she tied it to solar plexus. I have open solar plexus. And I have three gates in solar plexus. Yeah. All these three gates. Yeah, all these three gates, the 22, 36, and 6. These are all my nodes, my environment. And, and she's, she only said, when someone gets angry, you will be more angry, more angry than that person. Of course, she was referring at 36 and 22 pointing to the throat. Yeah. And that was so true because when I receive human design, I receive it with anger. Mm -hmm. That my not self-defense mechanism, anger. Yes. yes. And since she told me about the invitation, the way she said, you've got to play hard. You know, you, you must be selective with your energy. Don't give up, to, don't give it to everyone else. Be selective, play hard to get, wait for the invitation and then watch out for these uh, emotions. So my awareness just go into these things. I, I don't really, I understand uh, intuition a little bit. I understand invitation a little bit, but the rest is just me, you know, checking people's design. Oh, you're a manifesto. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're classic. angry. <laughs> you're angry. Yes, you're bitter. And, yeah. <laughs> so that's all. That's all I've been doing for three years. And I start to, I'm a two-four, so I've started to influence my network, people, people, my friends, my family, yes. you know, tell them, check, check your design, check your design. But um, not until 2016, I get invited into going to LYD and then taking ABC and cartography. And uh in 2018, I have been sponsored by Stacy Wexstein to take a living your design uh, guide training, and because she sort of see the potential in me, and mm -hmm. without I know when I took that living your design guide, the moment I finish, people are actually asking me to do more living your design uh, program. Wow! I've been I've been doing up until 17th program now since 2018. Okay. And until 2020, 2021, I certified as BD5 business and career consultant. Mm -hmm. And I'm currently doing the PTL3 with Dashana Matthew. Mm -hmm. So it's almost 10 years in human design journey that I have. And I really take a slow, long, slow ride in this journey. Like I'm not rushing to become professional analyst. My mind wants it, 
my mom was like, you got to take this program. You got to, you got to certify in this and that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're just going to wait for invitations. And I'm taking it a slow, long ride. Mm. And not really bothered or concerned about being uh, certified uh, or become certain professional. Because I noticed that in the end, looking at my design, I'm a 2-4. And I have a second color motivation, which is a whole motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, study is very much not something that I really, I mean, I, I love being in the class, but I'm not study like the first line kind of study. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really enjoy playing. I really enjoy being playful in life. So this is what I observed ever since I experiment with my strategy and authority. And I become more and more attuned to my 2-4 profile. I just enjoy being my natural self. Mm-hmm. Anything that doesn't, anything that makes me uncomfortable, I keep asking myself, why, why do I need to do this? This is so not natural for me. Mm-hmm. And just being me, I'm a, I'm gate of 58, the gate of joyous in second line perversion. And this gate 58, uh, Rossit, um, gate 58 is a collective gate. And yet, in the second line, this is the most individual uh, in the collective frequency. Mm -hmm. Second line, like me, really not bother about fixing the collective anymore. I used to have these thoughts, you know, this this hope motivation when it transferred into the guilt. It's always having this thought of, I need to fix the collective, I need to do something, I need to influence as many people as I can, you know, Mm -hmm. go out there, make life happen, tell people that life is so beautiful, life is so joyous. (laughs) Nowadays, I'm just like, I don't care what happened to you out there, until you knock my door and I answer, then I I will talk to you, otherwise, I don't bother what happened to you. And this is, I guess, is the enlightened selfishness that well, I was talking about. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you just being your own individual. It doesn't mean I don't love collective. I love them. I love what happened to humanity. I pay attention to the parent. Uh, that's yes. my being a cross of service. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to the parent. I voice out the parent through my open throat in the in the Facebook, in the social media. I say, you guys, I think this is something not right with the parent. If we keep going, if we keep going, it's going to threaten our immune system. If we keep mm-hmm. going, something is not right with our with our being, being, being with our you know collective uh, body. Mm-hmm. So I voice out all this thing. But then again, after right, I voice out this thing. I just don't bother what happened. You keep going <laughs> just, with your life. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just play my my role, my my value in in gate one in the fifth line. This is the the self-expression that attracts society but with limit limited drive so I just voice out and then that's it whatever happened to you all right I I I I don't really bother so on the other hand my mind used to be very sad about this Mm. my mind used to say you know you used to be a very motivated person I mean if you look at my tagline I still carry that tagline your personal motivator like motivate people Yes, I still I still do motivate people more more towards inspiring for yeah. people, and my mind used to be very upset about this. My mind was like, you know, you so you used to be proactive, you used to be 
get going about everything and you know attract attention but I realized that's not what I want to do mm. because I enjoy this natural being in me and the playfulness I just enjoy being playful in my life so that's what human design have changed me oh yeah yeah big change because it's kind of like the it's basically just putting the mind in the right place saying you you can you can want whatever you want but i'm not going to act based on that i'm going to act based on my authority and that means whatever it's in the moment and like you say playful whatever i just hold me or you know brings uh i don't know that playfulness into my system yes. then then i then he say yes <laughs> but if if it's not there it's not my it's call not yes so I, i'm not going to do I, it <laughs> exactly <laughs> I really feel grateful to that human design found me in, mm. in my Saturn return. And I, I look at my Saturn return chart and I see there is a there is a path where uh, higher awakening is there. And I'm really grateful to come across with this knowledge. Mm -hmm. Because for me, before human design, all I can think of is I gotta work hard, open ego. I gotta work hard and I need to prove myself that I can be in a higher position in, in organizations. But nowadays, I'm really not interested to prove myself in any way. Like when people mm. look at me and people say, uh, when we talk about financial, for example, and people say, you know, you got to work to earn. You're going to work uh, to, to, to have more money, to be more successful. Right now, I'm seeing success is the whole different perspective for mm -hmm. me, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I said to them, I said, you know, financial is one thing. Yes, everyone wants to be financially stable. Everyone wants to have a consistent or good income. Yeah, I do. I do want that too. Yeah. But from my experience, experiment with human design, Ron was right when he said, life provides when you surrender, right? I, if you ask me, I don't want Lamborghini. I don't want Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> you know, my mind used to want that. But no, if you ask me, I don't want that. If you ask me to drive your Mercedes-Benz car for experience, I would. I would like <laughs> to, to have that experience. Mm -hmm. But for me to struggle myself on the material level just to get a Mercedes Benz is not a priority it's not even in my list anymore no no it's no. not in my list anymore yeah and that conditioning takes away this pressure to to prove myself on the material level that I can be successful mm -hmm. because if you if I look at myself I am successful nowadays I said I'm successful in relationship with people I'm successful in relationship with my career. I'm successful with my life right now, where I live, my environment. I feel successful. I feel I do get the recognitions I deserve from people who recognize me. Mm -hmm. mm. And life provides like, yes, there are times where I feel, okay, the money is a little bit lower now. So I got to freak out. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> as we all do right yeah uh, but then again I don't know how to be strategic in this I'm a quite right I tried mm. oh wow I tried 
uh, people suggest to me, why not you drive Uber? In Malaysia, we call Grab. Why not you drive Grab? I can't. It's just like the second line body just doesn't want to open to everyone out there. Yeah. And I'm like, it's fine. But the moment I wait, there's always this income coming in. And the quality of life is really different. It's really, really different. I'm not kidding. I used to work in a corporate where I have I earn four-figure salary. And it's not enough. By the middle of month, I start to scratching my head, you know, like how are we going to stretch this until the end of the month? Mm -hmm. But now the quality of life is different. The money is inconsistent. It's not like I have income every month per se. Uh, I, I don't do LYD all the time. But I life bring me to a good restaurant for me to dine in. And I, when I have problems, uh, there's always solutions is there from people provide. The money is always there for me mm -hmm. to use. Mm -hmm. So it's a mind blowing to, to, to think the logic around this. Yeah, it's not logical. It's, it's, it's not logical. It's not. It's not logical, it's... But, but that's my experience. So whenever I talk to people about this, they were like, uh, are you sure? But yeah, that's that's how I say. I mean, this this perversion is about self indulgence. It's just about me and my process and my and my you know whatever I find that I love doing. The collective might not like my idea that says, mm. you know, surrender to your beingness. You will be supported by by your design by life. It's so important, your, especially mm. as a projector, to hear this. That yeah. is, it's about trusting this and the about trusting. Yes. Yes. Project and I've seen, to I've seen your transformation, Rose, because even when we, we didn't get in contact immediately when we met each other, I remember my first impression of you was like, there was this kind of like tightness, I will mm. say, kind of more <laughs> like some kind of like very formal, very serious, very, you know, <laughs> like uh, you, you don't discuss other things but serious things with rose and then i start getting to know you more and also following you and and lisa yeah. and and i've been seeing this like kind of process of relaxation uh -huh. and yeah. kind of and look at this like what you're saying you're just saying you're finding that actually your way it's playing it's playful it's like playful. really enjoying whatever life you know gives you to respond yes or not from your splenic awareness yes. and and then just the success is actually ultimately being able to leave that yes yeah right <clears throat> yeah and this is the funny part because you're not alone when you when you're sensing that i have yeah. two channels the channel of judgment being yeah. cause of service and the channel of struggle yeah <laughs> there's this seriousness this tension uh yeah push your seriousness there I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a, you know, tension pusher kind of person. <laughs> and I, I, you know, this, this judgment that I have, the gate 18, uh, sitting in my designs, 18 and 17. Whenever people talk to me, they said, they want to tell me their story. And then they tell, and then they say to me, please do not judge me, <laughs> which I find it hilarious, even though they don't know my design. Yeah, I find it hilarious because they pick up that, that judgment. And 
I can look very serious in, in yes. through that judgment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always explain to people, I say, well, don't get offended by this expression. I can't, I can't control my body. My body really <laughs> have this judgment, judgment expression. Uh-huh. And being this cross of service, this is what I remember Alok Kanandia said to me. This is the most black and white cross. Yeah. More black and white oh. cross. There's a very, very logic logic cross and I but I tell them I say when you get to know me when this shyness hermit or start to open up yes. you will see the whole different rose a you whole different will see a whole different rose I I am very playful and I would not hide my perversions like <laughs> <laughs> I do not hide my portions. Oh, no, so you actually talk- share them. You share all yeah. kind of things publicly. Exactly. I mean, and so that's that's so it's so good because it's like like you really offer a little window for people to get to know, to have a little taste of you. Exactly. That's that's what Hermit do. There's always a little little hole where other people can take a peek into it. And when I talk to among my friends, they know how how joyful, perverse, stimulating I can be. Sometimes I, <laughs> I observe their expression. They go like, oh no, did you just say that? Did you just do that? You know? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I even stimulate them into that, you know, joyous and making not about making people laugh, but I can see their laughter uh, yes. get influenced by this perverse, joyous, uh, cross-service. I find it so beautiful to observe that, this, this beingness in me. Because it's a, it's a different way to bring that correction, right? That this mm. channel brings. It's like, yeah, there is correction, but it doesn't have to be from a place of being authoritarian or oh, being... Yes judging the other in a bad way or, or setting the like no you know like it's but we are so used to that when when we hear correction, correction I mean yeah. nobody imagine we're going to correct the pattern playing you yeah. know or you know or, or having fun about our perversions and really looking at them in the eye and going look at that you know yes nobody imagine that we always have this conditioning of oh after immediately it's this rigidity this mm. you know this imposition almost of this is it and there's no other way and you know my way or yeah and so i feel that energy in you but at the same time yes it's true that when you when when we get in like this kind of conversation we we have more contact and it was like no she's not all that no she's not that (laughs) but i do have other experiences of this channel with different people and and it's always the same like the first impression but I, i now i see it comes from my own conditioning the first impression is, ooh, ooh, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's like this very, I, I don't know, demanding teacher mm. or figure of uh, authority that you don't play with because they're so serious. <laughs> yes, because the, the gate 18 and 58, this channel of judgment, yeah, uh, carry this cross of service. This is, I mean, in the not self, this is a very ugly expression. Oh, I've seen seen it in myself. I've seen it in my friends, especially the judgment when it's not recognized and invited to share. And you just open up your mouth and say things and judge people. It can really backfire. You can destroy them, really. It can be cruel. 
Yes, and I understand why why before human design, if people don't like me, I understand why, because of this energy. And but then on the other side, when you start to get conditioned, whenever I do session with people, or even either paid or free, or when people come and tell me their problem. I try my best not to say anything until they ask me to say something, mm -hmm. because otherwise that judgment can sound quite harsh. Yes, if they come up, and you know, I try to be playful with them, you know, make it more fun. And I remember I have a client who have a third line, third line design. I I look at the design. I know she will be pessimistic about the whole session. <laughs> and I, I know she will be pessimistic about the whole session. And I know she has this uh, individual uh, channel structuring as well, very individual. And I simply told her, I said, you know what? With the whole sessions that we had, right? Please take it with your pessimism. Please roll yeah. your eyes whenever whenever you look at the recording, whenever you see, whenever you read the, <laughs> the, the written analysis. Please, if you want to roll your eyes, just roll your eyes away because that's how you take your knowledge. And that's how me as the, someone, you know, uh, gate 58, born in the quarter of transformation, my purpose is fulfilled. Sorry, quarter of mutation. My mm -hmm. purpose is fulfilled to transformation. Yeah. I'm not trying to transform you. My life is about transformation. You happen to connect with my aura, you might get the taste of that transformation, yeah. but I'm going to mm -hmm. make it playful for you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to make it fun for you. And either you love this purpose stimulation or either you will feel disgust by this purpose stimulation, it's up to you, it's, it's not my call. Mm -hmm. But my work is to really stimulate you perversely into your natural self. Because that's how I know to do. That's not, that's the only thing I know how to do. Be your natural self. Yeah. And so, so interesting that I relate what you say with the way you describe your first encounter with human design. It was like, it allows you to bring this anger out. Like you, mm. you were angry about it and you receive it with anger. It's so interesting what you're saying, Rose. Like we don't have to receive this knowledge in any particular way. It's going to yes. just touch us the way it touches us and it's going to find us in any moment of our journey for whatever reason mm -hmm. we don't get to even understand or try to you know <laughs> make yeah. any any meaning of it but it's true I remember I also received my first reading with a lot of ex ex skept very skeptical like about the whole knowledge but also I didn't like it I I was I resisting it I was resisting because when they say, oh, Same. you're a generator, I was like. <laughs> Imagine I'm, if they tell you if I, you're a projector. I didn't like it. You know, I was like, I'm just a generator. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the whole reading, like now that I think with what you just bring that awareness into me, I was like, how did I receive it? Well, I receive it with a lot of resistance. Mm, a yeah. lot of resistance. My mind was like, no way, no way, no way, no. Like, and yeah. then, but my body stay there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and the body's ready, going, ready yeah. to be, yeah, ready to be conditioned into human design. Yeah, this is something like, like uh, I love raw way of approach things where he speak directly to the not self first, oh. in order to get to know ourselves. When human design knock my door, 
it really knocked my not self, which is anger. I know I deeply conditioned to be a manifester. That's why the first thing I resist, the first thing I cannot accept when it says I'm a projector, I got to wait for invitation. Hmm. You know, and I'm like, why do I have to wait? I can go out there and do everything. I, I want to do whatever I want to do. I used to approach people. I just like, ah, forget about my shyness. I just go and approach people. And when I surrender to this experiment, being a projector, completely being a projector, splenic projector with open throat, you're not here to engage in conversation unless people really want to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. So I go into that experiment. And then I realize and I see the beauty of being a projector and it takes away the burden for me to initiate anything. Oh, yeah. One of the most important things to learn about human design is that if you live the nine-centered experiment of following your strategy and authority, you're not going to suffer on the material plane. We are not here as nine-centered beings to struggle on the material plane. I say that in the physical context, not the psychological context. Be your own authority. Live your design. Find your own trajectory. Leave your mind behind. That's what I say. See, the beauty of understanding the nature of our infrastructure is that we can transcend it. Not that we can do anything about it. 